Next on BYU Sports Station, recruiting far and wide, BYU football signs another showstopper in the size and weight department. The new style recruiter is outside the box and a gamble, but how much of a gamble is it? We talked to O-line coach Garrett Tujay, and we'll ask him. Plus, BYU basketball assistant Terry Nashif makes his Studio B debut. How does his role change on the new look staff? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, May 26th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. Hope you enjoyed Memorial Day. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with high-level watch collector Brian Logan. (laughs) I got like three watches, man. You have three? I I swear you have like 30. I got like three watches, dude. You know what I'm more excited about? I'm more excited to sport this BYU Sports Nation wristband on my other wrist uh, because I have not got one yet. How did you not have one yet? Uh, I just gave that to you. Because you hate me. No. How did how did you of all people not have one yet? It's all right, man. You know I understand. My this is this is an example of knowing my place and knowing my role. You know, <laughs> take five steps forward. You know, got a new commercial and then takes twenty steps fa- backwards. You know, by not being informed about the new swag wristband that we have. But it's okay. Your commercials you know. turned out well, by the way. They were they were fun. I thought they were really fun. I got I got to tweet this here in a second, maybe on commercial, uh, where I got my inspiration. Uh, I took a picture of my son the other day, and he has his eyes and his head tilted, and you could, it looks just like me. It's on the commercial. It's, it's crazy, man. It's hilarious. It was a great job to uh, all involved on that staff, the angles and the different lighting. and uh, Apparently, you're like Count Dracula taking over in here. Yeah. It was, it was hard to get in character, but, uh, you know, it was fun, man. It was, it was fun. I think the next one should just be me, though. Get used Sorry, to Brian I, I, in Studio I B. said that out loud. Sorry. The Logan takeover uh, is on for a while. It's vacation time for Jerem, so we're glad to have Brian with us. Conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. Brian, give the people today's Twitter question. What are the pros and cons of BYU targeting athletes without prior football experience? Ah, you may have heard over the weekend that BYU signed another New Zealander outside the box, and he is huge. Manasse Tungafasi. We will dive into that at length. First tweet in from at Hobosita. Con, we have to hear the he didn't even know how to put pads on two years ago narrative every broadcast. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. But That's Ziggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still happens in the NFL with Ziggy. Yeah, it does. No, four years ago, you didn't even put on NFL pads. Right. Hey, uh, Every week. That's your chin strap right there. Not that it's not amazing. When is ESPN going to make a 30 for 30 about Ziggy Ansah? That has to yeah, happen, it, right? It, yeah, that should happen. That's Yeah, we should sign something, man, and get that started. Get that How many emotion. players from Ghana show up at BYU, get turned down by basketball and track and field, end up on the football team, and then are the fifth overall fifth pick in overall. the NFL? How many, just period, man. How many kids just don't play a sport and then yeah. get drafted? That's just unheard of. Second tweet in from at DVG63. Pro, Ziggy Ansah and Paul Lasique. Okay, con, yet to be determined. Freak athletes can be taught. Yes, they can be taught. But how much of a gamble is it? Think about that. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? We mentioned 
Manasse Tungafasi, 6'7", 322-pound rugby star out of New Zealand, signs to play football at BYU. Can you imagine him lined up next to Mo Longy? Man, nope. <laughs> I can't even The visual think. is unbelievable. I can't even think. Like, the gaps that you would have. And, oh, man. That would take up your – the line of scrimmage, man, just – would be so long and so big and so wide. I can't, nope, can't imagine. College football starts exactly 100 days from now. Woo! The Sporting News released 100 Days, 100 Reasons We Can't Wait for College Football to Start. Taysom Hill's return listed as the number 38 reason. I'm telling you, man, best player in the universe. Former BYU baseball player Jacob Bregman, 5-for-5 five five in his game with the AA Midland Rockhounds yesterday. Somehow his team lost. But Jacob, who was recently promoted, is winning. Five for five? Nice. That's you ever had a pretty, five for pretty, five day, Brian? That's amazing. Uh, nope, I don't think so. I think, I don't <laughs> As a think quarterback, I you're automatically uh, like... <laughs> I've, I, you know, a good day for me would be like zero for zero. Zero pass attempts and, uh, you know, zero balls caught on me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Going oh. for zeros, baby. <laughs> Taylor Sand, you're automatically at a disadvantage is what I'm saying as a cornerback. Yep. Uh, Taylor Sander with USA Volleyball, 12 kills, three aces. But Team USA lost to Canada. How did we lose to Canada in volleyball? Man, oh, Canada. Enough of that. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The New Zealand Nightmare. Brian, do you remember Christian Okoye, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs running back, early 90s? They called him the Nigerian Nightmare. Ooh, if it's early 90s, man, I'm not going to remember. you got to remember, you're like 10 years older than me. Oh, wow. Shots fired from Brian Logan. (laughs) I'm just saying, man. I I was like two years old, I think. You don't remember Christian Okoye? I think so. I think I think You would have been like six. I think I remember highlights. Okay, regardless. He was the Nigerian nightmare. Okay, now BYU has the New Zealand nightmare. His name is Manasseh Tuungafasi. 6'7", 322 pounds and lean. Lean. What would you say? We said, what, 8% body fat? We were talking I, about it before the show? That might not be far off. No, he, he really looks lean and solid. I mean, there is – I really want to know that percentage, man. I would, I would love to see it. it. It wouldn't surprise me if it was really low. It, it, it wouldn't at all. He's very fit. The heralded rugby player opted for BYU over Oregon State and Utah. Okay? Mm. Congratulations to the BYU coaches for luring in – this guy, he's eligible to play this fall. Granted, he comes with very little formal football training and background. Yep. So here we are again. The situation, Brian, where BYU goes out, finds a freak athlete. They got to coach him up. Yep. They got to coach him up. Okay. So how much of a concern is that? We'll get into that in a little bit. But first of all, let's just enjoy the fact that BYU has another crazy athlete in the fold. Okay, we visited with him a little over a week ago in Studio B. He walked in, and it was kind of like, stop what you're doing and look <laughs> at the large human being. <laughs> Can't focus on anything else. That big, huh? That big. Huge. What else can you say? Okay, you know Steve Kafusi. Yep, He's Kifusi, not yeah. a small man. No, nope, not at all. Not at all. He's huge, especially for you. Oh, he's he's that's the, you can't even compare me. I come to his I come to his knee. I think. <laughs> okay, Manasseh Tuungafasi makes Steve Kafusi look very very average. 
they he, came in together, and I was like, who's the small guy? He's one of those players, uh, you know, with me it's a little bit different because I did it with every single player, but he's one of those players where you're like, dude, don't stand by me while we're running out the huddle. Like, get, get away from me because I don't want to look so much smaller than, than what I appear to be. We took a picture with him. Comical. I'm still trying to get my hands on it. Coach Kafuzi took it. We have to get that picture. When we do, <laughs> we will tweet it out. Now, this brings up an even bigger topic, Brian. Over the last six to seven years, BYU has opted for this new style of recruiting. They've opened a new door, mm. and it's out there. I mean, not only in miles traveled, but in methodology. But they discovered something with Ziggy. He fell into their laps, and then this whole door opened up of like, hmm, what are the possibilities? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's out there waiting for us? And you lived it with Ziggy. Was he, I mean, was he immediately like an amazing football player? Heck no, man. Ziggy was, Ziggy was hilarious. Ziggy was, it was so fun watching Ziggy develop. And I remember my senior year uh, in camp and um, him running down, <laughs> running down on kickoff, like 10 yards in front of everybody. <laughs> the ball wasn't even kicked yet. We're like, dude, somebody grab that kid. <laughs> What are you doing? Like three times in a row. You know, you see Coach Mendenhall and other coaches, we're going to do it again. We got to do it again. Do not jump off sides like Ziggy. You know, somebody grab that kid, man. Tell him it's a five-yard penalty. You can't do that. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, it goes beyond uh, trying to teach him the pads, right? It's, it's the little things like, hey, you know, you got to – you have to uh, stay on sides, and you have to, you know, you put your hands in the right place. You have to do these things and that thing. Just really learning the full game of football. Now, all of this seems fantastic. You know, oh, it's the Ziggy model. Top five NFL draft pick. We got Mo Longy. He's 6'8", 410 pounds. Literally, he can move a mountain. Okay, then Tunga Fasi, 6'7", 322. But there are obvious concerns that go along with this because as an out-of-the-norm venture, my question is, how much of a concern and a gamble specifically is this? Because I was like, oh, it's a gamble. You know, it, good luck. You know, good luck with that guy. He has no football training. But how much of a gamble is it? That's, to me, it's not a gamble at all. Why? It, it's, it's not a – well, when, when you look at uh, the things that you have to, to, to do for him to be successful, um, it, it, it's not as much. You have to spend a little bit more time uh, developing the player – uh, teaching him how to play the game, things like that, right? But if he doesn't pan out, what do you lose, Spencer? What a, do you lose? A scholarship. A scholarship. Whoop-dee-doo. You lose <laughs> one scholarship out of 85 scholarships that are given, right? I, it, it's a little bit different in the NFL if, if you pick somebody like Ziggy and they don't pan out. What do you lose? Millions. Uh, millions and a first-round draft pick because your first-round draft picks, especially in the top 10, you're going to start. I don't care if what what's going on in your life, you're going to be a starter, right? Um, so if you if I if you can't play right away, I lose a draft pick, uh, a starter, and I lose millions of dollars. In in the college, I lose a scholarship. Oh, sorry. At least well, you get your free and, and to your point, Brian. Coaches at the D1 level whiff on players all the time. Oh yeah, it's part of the it's part of the deal. No, yeah, it, it happens all the time. Do you remember Jake Heaps? Right. No. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, it's part of the deal. You whiff on some scholarship guys when you have that many players, 85. Yep. But the NF – okay, and I'm going to go back to something you said as we were getting ready for the show. The NFL model is not that you take Heisman Trophy winners or these ama- 
Like, there are really good college football players that don't pan out in the NFL. They'll go after guys like Ziggy where it's like, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it pays off. It, it, it does. I mean, I, I, like, I like that approach. I didn't like it for me personally being 5'6". But, uh, but NFL scouts are saying, I can't teach this kid how to be 6'7". I can't teach him how to be 322 pounds. I can't teach him how to run a 5'40". But I can teach him how to put his hand in the dirt. I can teach him how to drop step. I, I can teach him where to put his, where, where to put his hands uh, and, and, and how to block and protect the quarterback. I can do those things, but I can't do the other things. And, you know, something that uh, I, I really admired about uh, Gary Patterson at TCU when I played was – uh, he moved every uh, single bo- every person from, uh, from on, on the defense uh, up a position. So the, sa- the free safeties he moved to linebackers, linebackers he moved to defensive line, hmm. and he just put weight on them. And what that what they were able to do was keep their athletic ability, you know, their quickness, their speed. And now you have a mismatch because you have a a, a former linebacker. Uh, now going one on one against an offensive lineman. How fair is that, Spencer? How's that working out for Gary Patterson? Huh? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, say, I'd say. I'd say that he's wait. done well. Right. I'd, he, say, I'd say that he's and, done and it's, well. And it's the same. It's the same concept, right? I, you know, I can't teach the kid certain things, but I can teach them the, the position. That's what Gary Patterson did. I can't teach them really, uh, you know, quickness and speed to a certain point, but I can teach them how to play that that position and okay. let them be successful. Well, here's my concern, Brian, and. It's one of time requirement for the coaches. Okay, it's one thing to be Gary Patterson and take a guy that has football background and teach him a new position. But when we're talking about a kid that has zero to very little formal football training to come and play at a Division One level immediately, look, it's, it's going to take some tender, loving care, and that means more time and more requirement from the coach. So how, how do they balance something like that? That's the biggest challenge with it, and it's really going to come down to the coach and the player, uh, obviously more so the coach and how much time they want to invest. If they are sitting in the room with the rest of the guys, the whole group, and they're, and they're taking time from the group and to teach the kid one-on-one, I think that's a negative. That's, that's where it's going to hurt the, the, the coach and the group. But if the coach can say, hey, let's spend five minutes before, five minutes after uh, film or practice, whatever the case may be, that's where the coach and the player are going to get those gains okay. is, is, is that. So it really depends on the coach. But they can, the coach can also leverage the players. Yeah. Hey, you teach him. Hey, you teach him, that's a, you teach him that that's a penalty. You teach him the basics of the game. When he sees a yellow flag, he knows to stop. <laughs> when the yeah. whistle's blown, he has to stop. <laughs> you teach him those things, and I'll teach him the actual technique and how to protect the quarterback. You teach him not to run 10 yards in front of the football on a kickoff when the football hasn't been kicked. <laughs> right. Okay? That's something you can help him with. This is a next level thing. BYU is clearly blazing a trail in Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, and Tonga. They're doing something that is different, but in the recent past, it has yielded great success. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Two. BYU has placed two athletes in the NFL who had no prior football experience before their BYU careers. Hmm. Here's looking at you, Paul Asike and Ziggy Ansah. Hmm. Imagine Both that. in the last five years. Imagine that. Our Twitter question today. What are the pros and cons of BYU targeting athletes without prior football experience? At Haas P says, not sure if it's a pro or con, but in four years they could coach the defense. <laughs> Hashtag tweet for Derek. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, snark. Twitter and snark go hand in hand, don't they? 
Garrett 2J, the offensive line coach, going to join us in 15 minutes. We're going to ask him some of those same questions. But next, on to hoops. Assistant coach Terry Nashiv shares his experience training raw athleticism. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. You can follow us anytime on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Football Media Day, Brian. Mark it down. Wednesday, June 24th. Okay, it is football all day long on BYU Broadcasting. State of the program, 11 a.m. Eastern, 12 to 2, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special. And at four Eastern, two Mountain, four decades of dominance, talking about what BYU football has done over the last 40 years. Yeah, I was going to say that. What's that? What's the four decades of dominance? That's, hmm, hmm, okay. Four decades. I, I should probably take some notes on that one since I'm so young at all. You need to take you know? your history beyond I, 2009. I'm just, I'm, always, I'm just young. It's hard when you're just young. You don't and, remember you know, Christian Okoye for crying yeah, out loud. I don't remember a lot of things, you know, in oh my, my life. Like when they do dishes and take the trash, trash day. <laughs> <laughs> what are the pros and cons of BYU targeting athletes without prior football experience? That is our Twitter question today. Intriguing A block discussion. Uh, after BYU signs Manasse to Ungafasi, 6'7", 322-pound offensive lineman is what he's slated at now. Uh, he is eligible to play this year, but uh, what do you think about that? Tell us about the pros and cons. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, a man who has trained plenty of raw talent, BYU basketball assistant coach, and clearly the best-dressed guy on the BYU bench, especially on game days, Terry Nash. If Terry, welcome to Studio B. It's great to be here, guys, especially with Brian with his watch game. I uh, appreciate uh, right? getting the invite. Jerem's out. Brian's in. His watch is in. Let's go. You know, he, he, you know, he did. Coach, you did say you brought the starters in, you know, so I appreciate the love. You know, it's happy, I'm, I'm happy that, that you're here. Uh, so we can, you know, have this, this connection. You know, it's, it's different when, it's a, when players – are on. I try to have Spencer, you know, get that same feeling. But yeah. they just you don't act like get I've it. never played any athletic so. event ever. They just, uh, you know, church, do you think church ball counts? Uh, absolutely not. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Mm-mm. Church ball doesn't count, my, my brother. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, you you two just carry on. I'll okay. just sit here. This and is great. Pretty. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So should I box him out right now? Oh, this is good technique. That good technique. It's perfect. Terry. I think the cameramen. They're the ones that box him out. Let's go. Let's slide over. Let's slide over. Nice. Whatever. That's all right, Spencer. <laughs> your your eyewear on social media has gotten some serious traction, Terry. That's from, all. That's all. My wife. She saw them. She said, "You need to get some." I called up Bob Thomas, just friend, and we got some. So she likes them. I like them, and let's go. Okay, is, that's a real thing, isn't it? When your wife says, "I think you look good," those. Okay. Oh yeah, especially my wife. She's got serious taste, and she's got game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have multiple pairs? Uh, I've got these. I've got some black ones. Some call them the, the starters and the second string or the varsity and the JV. But I want <laughs> the varsity today. You brought the varsity to the Studio varsity, B. The varsity crew, the varsity glasses. Let's, that's right. That's nice. If Jaren was here, you would have brought the JV. I wouldn't I have been on. Come oh. on, man. I haven't been on. I've been here 10 years. I haven't been on yet. It took you to come on with your watch, and then, and then I got on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Terry Nash is bringing it hardcore in Studio B. Uh, you have a fresh look, obviously, but now you have a new look coaching staff um, with the addition of Quincy Lewis and Mark Pope going to Utah Valley. Um, how does your role change uh, with the addition of Quincy, if at all? Well, we just met this morning, and right now we're just trying to get our guys right. We've got them in spring semester. We get to work them out uh, two hours a week on court with that rule change that happened a couple of years ago. And so 
we're excited about that. It allows us to help our guys and to let them know where we're going. Also to evaluate, you know, our offense is going to change next year. You lose this, you know, the leading score in school history and something's going to change. And so we're trying to figure out exactly how that will be. We've got some ideas of what that'll happen. Uh, Q is unbelievable. He's great. I've been able to work with him, get to know him better. And then Andrew May coming on staff as well. He's, uh, he's a terrific asset. He knows this place inside and out. And uh, so we're excited to work with him. And Coach will go over our roles uh, in the fall a little bit more. We'll kind of see exactly how it's going to fit. But we're excited. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the type of offense that you guys would have next year. Um, you know, we're used to an up-tempo offense. Um, you know, how will that change with some, some of the bigs coming back? You got Kyle Davis, Jamal Aids, and hopefully Nate Austin. Well, I think up-tempo won't change. You know, we're trying to get to 83.7, 29.31. That seems to be our number exactly for the last two years. But under Coach Rose, the up-tempo won't change. But the way we get to that number changes every year. You look at who we're going to play through, how we're going to play through it, how we're going to get the points. And uh, we'll, I think we're going to talk about the rule changes uh, a little bit later. But that affects what we do. And two years ago they talked about, you know, Garden, you know, the way that they were going to call the block charge, the way that they were going to call hand checking. And so we took that into place and shot over 1,000 free throws. You know, last year and we shot 265 more threes just based on personnel. This next year, I think we're going to try to get more free throws, same amount of threes, but we'll get them in a different way. You take, you take Tyler Haas's, uh free throw number out. You know, he got fouled at a, a really high rate. And you take that out and you have to make, find a way to make that up. And so we'll, you know, find different ways to do that throughout. We've got some ideas, but, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. Okay, now you, guys, you guys probably know better than me. I mean, you guys, you tell me what you think. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, he played church ball. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you got to talk Spencer hey, on that one. Hey, I'm not, I'm you, guys, you guys play five out? You what know. was your plan? I played, I played for the second-ranked Northridge Knights with Daniel Coates in the state of Utah. Daniel Coates is a stud. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, now we're gaining some ground. We're gaining <laughs> it has some nothing ground to do with your basketball, but I just said Daniel Coates is a stud. Hey. Right? That, that, yeah, that wasn't really a direct He's trying you know, to be cred in by he's, bringing he's, a, good, a, a good guy in. D. Coates will have my back. But I'm not here. Help him. D. Coates will have my back. Yeah. He'll tell you, man. He'll tell you. I've shot it. I shot lights out. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Nashif with us in studio, BBOU basketball assistant coach, uh, addressing offseason issues and – you brought up some changes to the game. The NCAA Rules Committee uh, have proposed that uh, the 30-second shot clock come into play and that there's a new restricted area. Does this, does this change anything at all for what BYU does because you move at such a fast pace in, in terms of the 30-second shot clock? Yeah, the, uh, there's six or seven different things that are real in there and that if they you know, pass, it's less to go you know, in front, I think, in early June, and then we'll, we'll find out, but I think they will. Everyone wants to talk about the 30-second shot clock. It won't affect the way we play. All right. of our quick hitters, I think it comes into play three, four, five times a year, usually late in the game when we're trying to run clock, when we do run clock. Um, but it will affect the way other people play, and it will speed them up. We're always, one of our game plans is always trying to find out a way to speed up the other team and to make it so that we can play at a faster rate and get more possessions in our game. Um, because of our efficiency offensively, we feel like the more possessions, obviously the more points. Uh, we like to take advantage of the altitude here and try to play on attack. And uh, it, it's interesting when you look at the numbers every year, you go into it and the teams that you're playing at, they play at a certain pace. And then after they play us once or twice, their pace rises. Mm. And so that's, uh, that's something that's going to happen. I think some of the things that uh, will really affect it, if they're going to call the hand-checking rule again, you know, freedom of movement is what they're talking about. They're going to call post-play a little bit differently. They're trying to get it more into a uh, skill game instead of, you know, a, a physical game. They're trying to get the points up. 
Um, and then you talk about going to the shot clock and being able to uh, go to the monitors and see was there a shot clock violation, was there not. That came into play last year uh, a few times. Obviously comes into play more on the defensive end for us. Um, and then the restricted area, spacing of the floor, that affects our offense. So there's tons of things out there. Less timeouts. Yeah, timeouts is a big one. Yeah, and, and the way they're doing it too, coaches aren't going to call, be able to call timeouts in theory. Don't know if that'll affect it as much. Maybe a little bit in the Marriott Center if you know opposing coaches trying to get a timeout. And the crowds, our crowd is amazing. Oh yeah, and uh, it's so loud you can't even hear the buzzer at times or the whistle, and so that will affect it. Uh, I like the idea of the timeout right before a media, 30 seconds before or after. There, once it gets to it, that counts. That's great because we're te- teams are trying to slow our runs down, and that's a way yeah, that we can. Go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. I've said that like four or five times. That's <laughs> going to come up. Let's go. All right, Terry. Um, looking at the approaching season, we've talked about some of the uh, the differences on the roster in terms of the bigs coming back, and uh, you lose Tyler Hawes, uh, but you get a, a guy like Nick Emery who can shoot lights out, and who you know, I, from what I hear, uh, will gladly take the shots that Tyler had. <laughs> Um, what are you most excited about in terms of roster for the approaching season? Um, I think we're going to play differently. I talked about we'll get these threes different ways. We'll get to the line different ways, and we're going to play through the post. Coach Rose loves to play through the post. You talk about uh, Trent Playstead early on. You talk about Brandon Davies. You talk about Noah Hartsock. You talk about Keena Young. Ooh. And you go through these guys, players of the year, you know, leading our team, and you play through the post. And that's naturally what Coach wants to do. Uh, we've done some things differently just because we want to play fast and, you know, take the personnel. We'll play through the post more next year. Uh, we'll still play through our guards. We'll still play four guards at times. But um, we like to play through the post. That's kind of our core of what we like to do. And we'll get back to that a little bit more. Coach, we've been talking about BYU football and uh, the coaching staff developing athletes uh, that have little experience or no experience. Um, you guys are Currently doing that with, with Corbin, uh, didn't have any collegiate experience uh, last year coming in. What are some of the bit of benefits and the challenges for you guys? Um, that's good. You went there. I thought you were going to talk about how we cut Ziggy twice. So <laughs> I'm glad we went there and left that alone. That's good. He, he, you know, Coach Rose feels like he should get a little credit for Ziggy being a, being a pro football player because otherwise he's, you know, running around. But uh, we've got a lot of guys that come in um, with no college experience, obviously. But – uh, Core was a, a great case. We heard all summer long, all the, he's playing with our guys, and our guys are coming back, and they're saying, this kid's good. This, you, we got to take a look at this kid. This kid is he's good. And maybe it's because they played with Bronson, you know, and so they thought, you know, this dude is you know, he's, he's a little bit taller and he's a little more skilled. And, uh, but he, he turned out to be terrific. And the progression that he made um, was fantastic throughout the year. And I think one of the things that we saw it late we would have seen a little bit earlier without the health injuries or without the health issues. And so mm-hmm. as he's um, been healthy all spring and summer, we've been able to work him out, and he's, he's progressing at a great clip right now too. So. Terry, great to have you in Studio B. I don't know if you just saw this, probably not. We fonted you as Terry Let's Go Nash. No, that's great. Oh, that's okay good. That's that? good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Guy that has one of the most relaxed demeanors on, on the bench, which I can appreciate because it's, it's a high-intensity game. I don't know how you do it, man, but uh, – you're working the swerve down there. Well, you have to you have to figure out what's next, and if you get into the emotions of it, then you might not call the right player there you or the have right it. situation. Okay, like a former so. athlete. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Terry, thanks for coming in, man. No problem. Thank All you, guys. Right. We're gonna have him sign our uh, rise up flag during the break, and we remind you 
that we have more on the New Zealand nightmare approaching. Coach Garrett 2J, no, that's not the guy, but he's going to assess the New Zealand recruit for BYU football. He joins us next while on the recruiting trail. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Tell me you have the podcast downloaded on your phone, Brian. Um, is that the uh, – yep. I, yep. Clearly anybody <laughs> that wants to host the show is alone. That, is that like – that's the app, right? <laughs> yes. Well, there's the app and then there's the podcast. What's the difference between <laughs> – that's a huge difference. Don't judge me. Fine. Don't judge Fine. me when I I just I just learned how to Twitter. I just learned okay. how to Twitter. BYU like Football ago. Media Day, June twenty fourth. It's a Wednesday. Football all day long. Eleven a.m. Eastern. State of the program with Bronco Mendenhall and Tom Homo from twelve to two Eastern. A two hour BYU Sports Nation special, followed by four decades of dominance at four Eastern. What have the Cougars done in the last forty years? Yeah, you know excited. it's going to be good. I'm excited for that one. Today's sports headlines on. The BYUSN, Manasseh Tuungafasi, signs to play football with BYU. 6'7", 322-pound rugby star. We're going to talk to Garrett Tujay about him in just a moment. We are 100 days away from college football, Brian. 100 days. I cannot wait. Can't wait. Utah and Michigan on a Thursday night, by the way. So BYU will get their first look at Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines on Thursday. You know what I like about Thursday games is that uh, we have the rest of the weekend to chill. Chillax. Love it. We have a picture in to BYU Sports Nation of Manasseh Tungafasi with Taysom Hill, Bronson Kafusi, Jamal Williams included, Mitch Matthews also, Manoa Pakula in there, Jeremiah Leah Tadoyer. Uh, he's bigger than all of them. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> and we got the picture Whoa. in studio. I told you. Oh, it's it so, is comical. Yeah, Jerem and Spencer, and he's in the middle. You know what? So I am, I am, I am reading. I'm reading the life of David, right, David Glass, right now, and, and this is. I'm so happy I see this picture because I would imagine David and Goliath right now with you guys and, and how. Big I'm standing he is. up in that picture. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not standing up. <laughs> he is huge. You guys yes. could be together, and he can still. We are tweeting these be out. Bigger than you guys. We're tweeting these out now at BYU Sports Nation. You need to see these pictures. Wow! Great stuff. Wow, mom! <laughs> I told you. I told you. Joining us now, Garrett Tujay, BYU football offensive line coach, out on the recruiting trail. He's also a Twitter superstar. Coach Tujay, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I love BYU Sports Nation. Great to be on. <laughs> Man, we, uh, I, know, I don't know if you just heard it, but we were talking about Manasseh Tungafasi, and uh, I want to know, what was your reaction to the initial news of BYU football signing that guy? I, I mean, I, I don't know if we can even say it on television. I, I was so excited. I, I can't. I mean, there is six, seven, three twenty-five, fast, bounds like a deer. If you've ever get a chance to see him run, and he's a little bit nasty. He's got a little Tijon in him, so I'm excited. I, I mean, I met with the kid when he was out here for his official visit, and I say, man, he just looked me dead in my eye, and he's coach. Or dead in my eyes, probably better. <laughs> Looked me dead in my eyes and said, "Coach, I promise you, every single day, I will give you 100% of what I have." And I was like, "When I say that's all I need." And so we had a chance to get on the board and talk some little shop. And he's a, he's a bright kid and he understands the game. And, and uh, it'll be exciting to see his uh, his experience unfold. 
Nice. Coach, uh, what were some uh, – walk us through the, the, the process of recruiting him and uh, were you guys able to see any film um, to, to come up with your decision of offering him a scholarship? Yeah, so it, it's a great story, actually. So Coach Mendenhall and his family have a deep connection with the islands, and so it means a lot to him. So every two years we send out Coach Atawai and Coach Kapusi to go see some Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, New Zealand, and so – Manasseh had decided to go to another school. Uh, and then Coach Kafusi, when he was out there visiting, uh, his dad heard that Coach Kafusi was in on the island. And so he said, hey, you know what, you need to hit him up. BYU's, BYU's come out here. No other schools have come out here. You need to go talk to Coach Kafusi and hit him up on Facebook and, and see, you know, what's going on, if they're still interested. Because I think it, it, it weighs heavy that they would come all the way out here to see you. Um, and so – Sure enough, one thing led to another, and the next thing you know, we got an official visit booked. And I, I, I was out of Provo when this went down. I was, I just so happy. I couldn't even, I can't even tell you how happy I was <laughs> because just to be able to get a get a guy like that on campus at BYU, uh, huge man. So we're we're excited. And when we sat down, when he came on his official visit, you know, we were talking a little shop, like I said earlier, and I told him, I said, you give me that effort and I'm going to make sure you get your tail on the plane to Lincoln. So, I mean, it, it's going to be fun, exciting, and, and uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. I feel like a sculptor at a potting wheel right now. So, very excited. <laughs> Garrett 2J, BYU football offensive line coach, joining us while he's on the recruiting trail. BYU just got news of signing a 6'7", 322-pound Manasse Tungafasi last Friday, and the excitement is high. Uh Coach, I do want to talk about specifically, he, he's listed as an offensive lineman. Um, at 6'7", 322, where, where do you place him on the line? What do you want to do with him there? Yeah, the thing is, you can see in those pictures, he's got long levers and he's got really long arms. So he'll be an edgy guy for us. He'll be an offensive tackle. We'll start there. And uh, he's, your footwork's impeccable. I mean, the guy does an amazing job of moving his feet. He's got great change of direction, lateral movement, and he bends very well. So we're going to start him off at tackle, and so that way, uh, you know, he can get us some really good push on the backside of our run game, and then also to extend the edge of the pocket. So Taysom can throw BBs all over the yard. Nice, Brian, and I want to know if there was any pushback from Coach Kafusi about him being a defensive end. <laughs> well, there may have been, but that was I. I I went straight to the top on this one. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was a direct link to Coach Mendenhall saying, listen, we're all on the same page here, right? <laughs> he assured me. So, yeah, so I that, cut out so, the middle man. So that's how, you win, that's how you win the battle. I was going to ask you if there, you guys, like, arm wrestle or something. You know, if you guys oh, do no. something for it, but you went straight to the man in charge. Oh, so you got, well, you got to have the secret bat line. You know, you got to have the <laughs> secret – I was all over texting that, calling that until I made him answer. So, <laughs> fair, fair enough. It was all over him. We asked uh, our listeners on BYU Sports Nation today, what are the pros and cons of BYU targeting athletes without serious prior football experience? Because you know, yeah. there's a gamble to this, and it's going to cost you know some tender, loving care for guys like this who who need the extra coaching. What are the pros and cons to something like this? Yeah, you know, and that, that's a great question. And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, like like I alluded to earlier, you can't you can't coach teach six seven, you can't teach three twenty five. I mean, the guy looks great in the pictures, right? So it's not like he's a bad three twenty two. He's a great looking three twenty two. Yeah. He's nasty, 
he's got a little bite in his bark, you know, and he and he wants to be great. So those are all great things, the athletic ability and stuff like that. And again, there's 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 key words that we have that I'll say that mean a whole paragraph worth of information. So once he committed to BYU, I sent him out a bunch of flashcards um, so he could get with our lingo and things like that. And again, it, there's gonna take there's gonna be a learning curve. Um, but I mean, his will, uh, he fits right in with coach men and all with his will and his desire to be great. And then I just said, Hey, we're going to use every single second. The NC2A will allow us to make sure you get on that plane to Lincoln, Nebraska. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble, but again, I really like, really like our chances because he's such a tremendous athlete and he's nasty. And those things, like I said, if, you know, a kid's a great athlete and he's afraid to put his nose to the fan, then, you know, then that, that could be really bad. But this kid, he'll, he'll, he'll hit you. And I love guys that will hit you. Coach, do you have a, a game plan for him when he comes uh, uh, on campus? Uh, do you have something mapped out where uh, he's going to spend a certain amount of time with these players or you guys are going to have a certain amount of time, uh, you know, blocked out one-on-one to get him up yeah. to speed? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always had a great, great success with is having the older parent, older players mentor the younger players and teach them. And, and I think, you know, the greatest mastery of, of knowing what you're supposed to do is being able to teach others. So really excited with that, but absolutely have a day-by-day plan where we'll get him up to speed. I know that he's getting some things in order back home and he'll be out here uh, as soon as he can to start training with Coach Wintrick and and again, like I said, every second that, that we can use, has, we've put together a plan to get him up to speed with um, the lingo and, and, and the style of play we have offensively at BYU. Coach, we can't end this interview without addressing something that uh, I'm pretty fired up about, uh, and it starts with T. John Karoma. How does a freshman All-American, the only freshman to start every game at center last year at the D1 level, not make the Remington Trophy preseason watch list? Yeah, that's a great question. And first off, you gotta, you know, you gotta commend those that made the list. But I love it. You don't think that there hasn't been a day that's gone by since that list has come out that I've shot Tijon a text message saying, <laughs> oh, "Nobody, nobody in the world even knows who you are anymore. They don't even know who you, you were. All that in a bag of chips six months ago, and now they don't even know who you are." So I love keeping them in that cage and just poking and prodding them and and getting them motivated that way. But, you know, again, it's awesome to be recognized that way. But to me, nothing in life is where you start. It's where you finish. And I'm more interested in where he ends the year than he starts the year. So good motivation. And, again, I think if you ask Tijon, I don't think he even really cares. Um, he just cares about his team. He cares about his teammates. He cares about his O-line brotherhood. And he wants to make sure Taysom stays clean. So those are the things that I think are higher on his priority list. Uh, great stuff. From Garrett Tujay, offensive line coach, we wish you the best uh, as you wrap up recruiting, coach, and uh, hopefully your, your diet is okay out on the recruiting trail as well. <laughs> it's all about stick and move, man. you got to stick and move. <laughs> got to stick and move. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me on. You got it, coach. Thanks. BYU football is right around the corner, Brian. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 102. That's right. 
102 days away. That was on point, man. Tell me you're not fired up after talking. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, hey, let's go play a game. Dude, just like a, just like a coach, I love it. I love that let's he didn't play make a game. it. I love that he didn't make it. Motivation. Dude, and he is the supreme motivator. Text messages, hey, uh, maybe how you make that list this morning? Love it. Up next, Alyssa Dalton from BYU Track as the Cougars prepare for regionals. She's looking to jump three spots at regionals. How does she do it? Stick and move. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in the studio bizzle. Ooh, you okay with that? Nice. You yep. all right with that? I like that remix, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hear about that after the show, I'm but, sure. BYU Football Media Day on Wednesday, June 24th. If you haven't already marked it down or put it in your mobile device, you should do that right now. It is item number one on your agenda, Wednesday, June 24th, starting with the state of the program at 11 a.m. Eastern. Two-hour BYU Sports Nation also included at noon Eastern, 4 p.m. Eastern, four decades of dominance, and you should see the guest list, the guys that have been invited to participate in that. It is uncanny. It's like a dream zone for every BYU football fan. I can't wait, man. I'm so excited about the four decades, you know, just to uh, learn about uh, where I come from. From 1975 to 2015. I'm allowed to say that being an yes, alumni, right? This is where yes. this is this is my yeah, history. Yeah, of course. This is my history. This is where I come from, right? I can say that. Our Twitter question today. <laughs> what are the pros and cons of BYU targeting athletes without prior football experience? Guys like Brian Logan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. At TimmyB1221 says, pro potential bragging rights for training a guy with no prior experience. Con, possibly a lot of penalties. <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah, penalties. That's the thing. Yep, that is, that is one. The like, yellow flag is no bueno. Okay. Yeah. 10-yard head start. Yep. <laughs> That's why you got down so fast. We've had a great day of interviews on BYU Sports Nation. We're about to make it better. Our third guest of the day, Alyssa Dalton of BYU Track and Field, getting ready for regionals. Alyssa, welcome to Studio B. Thank you for having me. Hey, you have a twin sister named Anjanae Monteverdi, and people are like, well, wait, if it's a twin sister, why don't they have the last name? You're married. <laughs> I am. Okay, you're, you're married. And to a former BYU decathlete, no less, Chase Dalton. So your kids will be class of, like, what, 20... 2034. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're already committed like, yeah. to BYU. <laughs> yes. You're confirming yeah. that right yeah. now. Uh, but in all seriousness, getting ready for regionals, how how do you prepare for something like this when you want to take BYU track and field to the next level? Because it's not getting to regionals. It's doing well at regionals. How do you go to the next level? Well, you know, you just set your sights at the beginning of the season for nationals. You say, I want to make the national team. So regionals is just that next step. So when you get to regionals, you're ready to go. you just been practicing, and it's go time. So I think I'm excited for nationals. I haven't been there yet. I've Two years ago, I wasn't a cougar. I was a duck. But I was at the regional meet, and I lost that chance to make it to nationals. I just have that fire to get back there. So just passion and drive. I think that'll get anyone there. We asked Anjane about her transition from Oregon to BYU. I'm guessing that you collaborated quite a bit as you both made the decision to come to BYU, but what what was the motivating force for you to want to change things up? Well, she transferred a year before me, so I, I stayed there. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a duck, and I think what motivated me the most was... I. Th- I mean, she was in my ear for the whole year telling me how good BYU was. So a little little bribe here and there. But um, I think overall, kind of how we explain it is family, 
family as like the BYU family and um, just family members here. It was all around um, a better fit, I guess. So with I sacrificed a lot of things at Oregon to be on Tracktown USA track team, and I decided that that wasn't as worth it anymore, and I wanted to get more of an education through BYU. I want to say I'm a BYU alum. So nice. Yeah. That's, that's right. Uh, that that would have been really hard for me. Uh, just I'm, I don't have a twin, but I hear all these different things about twins and the just the connection that you guys have. So I would imagine that would have been that was tough for you, right? Being away from her. Yeah, it was. It was kind of when she said she was leaving Oregon. I kind of said, "Well, do I leave?" I I don't know. We've always done everything together. We necessarily didn't. We didn't really want to go to the same school, and then we decided, yeah, we should. So when she left, it was almost like a growing experience. Mm-hmm. And that, after two months, we not seeing each other, it was like, okay, that was good. <laughs> but um, it was it was fun to finally be reunited when I finally came to BYU. So something too that would have been a struggle for me is just the pros that you have with a, with a twin. Uh, you know, I used to watch Sister Sister growing up. <laughs> Me too. And I, and, okay, great. That was our show. Great, great. Oh, perfect, perfect. So there was times in some episodes where they would switch classes or you know dates and things like that. Have you guys ever done anything like that? We have um, a couple times. And <laughs> what tried to switch dates didn't work. They, <laughs> they were they were best friends, so what, the one caught us on the way up to the date. But the other time we switched was at EFY at camp, and we were too afraid to get in trouble most the time we were very shy and so mm-hmm. we didn't switch that much we would do it kind of for fun um we try to play voice games on people we'll have our trainers turn around and then we'll try to copy each other and they get us wrong almost every time nice. <laughs> even chase can't tell us apart from behind <laughs> like if if, really? he, if she says something sometimes he's like wait who just said that <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, our voices are pretty similar so what it's about pretty, like it's a test fun. like hey you are way better in math <laughs> they're not gonna admit that she's not gonna admit that <laughs> just, it's in the past though so you get in trouble for it right <laughs> i mean like in high she's school still, okay she's still at byu i mean in high school not college spencer <laughs> don't answer that question no we were too afraid it. to get in trouble trust okay. me never okay. never happened <laughs> i was i was <laughs> kind of right now you are the 15th seed uh in the 100 meter hurdles in the West, the top 12 advanced to the NCAAs. We're talking about 0.05 seconds. Right. How confident are you in finishing in the top 12? You know, I'm I'm really confident. Way more confident than I was two years ago. Two years ago, I really just said, okay, there's prelims and finals at regionals. I just said, get to the finals race. And now that I know I can do that, I'm ranked higher than I was two years ago. I'm faster. I'm stronger. That. At, when you're in top 15, when you're that close, it's anyone's day, anyone's game. If you execute, you'll get it. So I'm really confident that if I just run my race, there's no doubt I'll be advancing to the NCAA meet in Eugene. Now, you're also going to be competing in the 400-meter hurdles, correct? I am. I can't think of a more grueling race. <laughs> the 400 alone is brutal, but like at hurdles, why are you – why? Um – for some reason, I, I ran it when I was at Oregon, and it was awful. I did not do well. <laughs> and <clears throat> Excuse me. And I came back this year post-ACL surgery, and I wasn't a heptathlete anymore, and I was just focused on the 100 hurdles, and I really felt like something was missing. So I was a really strong 300 hurdler in high school, so I said, you know what? Kyle, take me on. I want to do the 400 hurdles. And somehow I've improved by three, four seconds since wow. Oregon. That's an eternity. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. So finally, I think it was the passion, the mental state, the training. It kind of 
changed. And so I decided that, I mean, I qualified for regionals barely. The four hurdles, I decided that since it's the day before the 100 hurdles, it'll be more of a mental race, getting the jitters out, going through the staging process, the racing thing, just getting ready for the next day. And I think it'll be, it'll be perfect to kind of get set for the 100 hurdles because that's my main goal. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and we grant you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Are, are you cool with that? <laughs> yes, I'm cool. We like to give the karma through touch on this show oh, when, I, when I'm on. <laughs> Brian brings a new dynamic that way for sure. <laughs> just makes sense, right? Yeah. You, just, you, you touch, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, we have like 20 seconds. But true or false, you are a better athlete than your sister. True. Alyssa, <laughs> <laughs> nice. thanks for the time. Thank you so much. All right. Former Cougar had a huge day at the plate yesterday in double-A baseball. Find out who and what he did next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. 6'7", 322-pound Manasi. I'm going to mess this up. Tuafungausi. Tuungafasi. Tuungafasi. Signs with BYU over the weekend. Added himself to the list of rugby crossovers like Paul Asike and Josh Whippy. One more thing. He's eligible to play this season. Yes, this season. Baseball. The Cougs eliminated from the West Coast Conference Tournament 5-4 by San Diego on Friday night. Senior Dylan Robinson, the only Cougar selected to the West Coast Conference All-Tournament team. Congratulations, Dylan. Uh, more good news for BYU Baseball. Jacob Brugman, the former Cougar, 5-for-5 five five with a couple of runs batted in yesterday. And then somehow they lost the game. But still, he's finding success at the AA level. Keep it up, Jacob. Men's Volleyball. Former Cougar legend Taylor Sander had 12 kills and three aces in a five-set loss for Team USA against Canada. It was amazing over performances the and losses. Ugh. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm going to give it to Manasseh Tungafasi for finding Garrett 2J and being like, Coach, I'm going to give you everything I Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree Woo! with that, man. Let's go. He got his, he got his own scholarship. As Terry Nash would say, let's go. Let's go. What are the pros and cons? Send in your responses. Thanks to all of our guests and everyone on our crew. Brian Logan, of course. For him, I'm Spencer.